Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome back to another edition of Ask Me About K-Pop Movie Club. <laughs> it's been a while, but we watched a movie today. <gasps> we sure did. A movie I'd been very much looking forward to, starring my very own Mark Chanyeol. Yes, it's so exciting because our previous movie club editions, we covered... American movies that starred K-pop stars. Yes. And this was our first Korean movie that starred an idol. Yes. It's not the first Korean movie that we've ever seen starring an idol, though. We have oh, watched sure. uh, we watched Swing Kids with Kyungsoo from EXO, and we also watched Derailed with, with Mino, Mino of Shiny. Um, and both of those movies set a precedent for us of being fucking bummers. Yeah. Um, and so we fully expected this movie to also be a bummer. And we were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I, I would say pleasantly surprised on all aspects. I, I really did enjoy this movie in a way. Like, I, had, I went in with zero expectations. Right. Because I know that sometimes Korean movies will just... Pull the rug out from under yeah. you. A lot of them end in a very sad, like they tend to have bad endings. Mm -hmm. So we were, st we'd steeled ourselves for this to be a real bummer. And yeah. it's not. It's not at all. But I will say before we go any further that we will be spoiling the crap out of the box today. <laughs> yes. That is the title <laughs> of the movie. It is called The Box and it came out in 2021. If you would like to watch this movie, and I think we'd both recommend that you do. Sure. This is worth watching. Especially if you like musicals, because there is a, a there is a sincere amount of musical magic in this movie. So if that's not your thing, then you might not like it. But if it is your thing, then you then will love perfect. it. Um, so if you want to watch The Box, I would say stop this podcast right now. Go watch it. If you're in the States, it's available on Amazon and Vicky to rent for $4.99. Um, someone in our Discord also posted a free pirated link in our Discord if you're in a different country <laughs> and want to watch it. Um, but otherwise, we're going to spoil the movie right now. So this is your final warning. Yes. Turn it off if you want to watch the movie. <laughs> Okay, so before we go into detailed spoilers, some facts up at the top. The box, like Shannon just said, it was released in March of 2021. It stars Park Chanyeol and an actor named Cho Dalhwan, and it was directed and written by Yang Jong-woon, and this is the first thing that that director has ever directed, so there's no other credits to his name that I could find. Yeah, debut performance. Debut um, performance by a director and... A lead actor. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and like we said, it is a jukebox musical. It only has a few original songs, and we'll touch on how they were or were not used in the movie later. Um, but yeah, this was advertised as a feel-good um, jukebox musical about a kid with musical talent and deep stage fright. Yes. <gasps> what a terrible combination. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And it was also funny to watch, like, just knowing, like, who Chanyeol is. Right. And also knowing, like, what an attention whore he is. That it is really funny to watch him play this, like, kid who has debilitating stage fright. <laughs> um, but he did a great job. I was, like, yeah. very impressed with his acting. He did a very good job. Good job, darling. I'm, pl- I'm proud of you. Um, should we just start from the very beginning? Yeah, let's get okay, into let's this get movie. Into this. So we start out with this like kind of trippy, like faded on the edges, inaudible opening where slow there's mo. just like, yeah, slow-mo of a record exec deal and there's like champagne and partying and it goes back and forth between this like record exec deal and Chanyeol working in as like a valet or like some kind of parking attendant in this tiny booth in this tiny box. Yes. And you don't really see Chanyeol's face for a while. They That's take true. A, they, they do like a slow reveal of his face, um, which you don't see in the opening scene. So there's just like setting the scene of like he works here in, as this like valet attendant. And then there's the other main character who is a record exec of some form of success. But he seems like he might be in some kind of um, despair. Like as we cut back to the room, like... He's drunker and he's like throwing papers and people are like yeah. taking his stuff. And maybe and like, the deal he's signing isn't legit or, or something. Or it's bad or like something. Like this yeah. dude's on hard times. It's kind of obvious. But if you're hoping to find the details of those hard times, you will, you will not, not get them. <laughs> <laughs> because then we jump immediately three years into the future and the record exec is shouting, I'll show you. Yeah, he's drunk. I'll and he's- someone I'm gonna get the biggest star you'll see you'll see (laughs) yeah that whole thing so he is drunk and he hires some guy to drive his car home and uh, this guy is our first example of the musical musical magic of it because as he's driving this guy's car he sings bad guy by Billie Eilish um, and this guy is credited as Eco Bridge, and he is the composer of the movie. So he makes a little cameo here in this first scene. And I am assuming that he is the composer of the original song of the show, which is, uh, or of the movie, which is called The Box. Um, I think. Break your box? Break your box? Yeah. Break your box. Whatever. So then they get back to wherever the guy's car is supposed to, the valet where the car is supposed to be parked, and this executive guy is pretending to be asleep so he doesn't have to pay the driver. Shitty. Lame. Um, and, and then as he's pissing on a wall, he hears the faint sound of a guitar being played yes, in the this, ballet like, box. intricate Spanish intro guitar. And then it cuts to... Chanyeol's version of bad guy. White shirts now red my brown no sleeping you're on your tippet. And this is where we see his face for the first time because we get a slow reveal in this musical magic moment where uh inside of the valet box he is maybe like imagining himself sure. with a full band it's and like so you get like a lights spotlight turn on and yeah people, jazz a spotlight jazz of this appears. musician and then spotlight of the backup singers and spotlight of this other musician and then finally you get the light on Chanyeol's face and the guy busts into the box and is like you come here <laughs> um so then we cut to them like in a in an, like an empty bar after hours and the exec guy starts drunkenly like with a sharpie 
writing like a contract on a paper towel. Like, yeah. Just very haphazardly. And he tells Chanyol, like, play 10 songs for me, like 10 shows for me. Mm -hmm. Just sign this and I promise I'm going to make you a star. Yeah. And it's shady as fuck. And, and Chanyol I... has not spoken yet. Yeah. He, did. he has says not said a word. Maybe 10 lines of dialogue for like the whole movie. But it, up until this point, all he has said is his name, which, which is, is Jihoon. And uh, so he signs this contract, presumably. Well, actually, he never signs it. We don't it. see it. We never immediately see some it. stereotypical Korean drama gangsters bust into the bar with their collars outside. Shirt collars their outside jacket. of the jacket. And they're like, you bastard, pay us. And they like surround the car and they like escape the loan shark. So yeah. we're led to believe that this record executive guy is in not a good place with his financial situation. Yes. And we learn through very small details that are dropped, but never fully like expositioned that the nightclub where they drew up the contract, that's where he got dropped off. Yeah. And so like, he owns the nightclub um, and it is presumably in debt. Yeah. Um, so then Whatever, they escape the gangsters and uh, he basically tells, Ch he like offers his deal to Chanyol and is like, you can't keep singing in that box, like to uh, referring to his valet shack. Yes. And Chanyol confesses to him that he has debilitating, debilitating stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I can't sing, I'm scared. And so the guy's like, well, I'll just throw a towel over your head or something. Don't worry about it. To which I had to, I like almost paused the movie while we were watching it because so long ago when this movie was announced and it was called The Box and we knew that he was going to be a busker, I made a joke. Oh, is he going to sing inside of a box? And yeah, yeah that's is. the premise of the movie is that he's so afraid of singing in public that he must be inside of a cardboard box, a refrigerator box, yes. which doesn't look big enough to hold both Chanyol and a, and a guitar. guitar. Yeah. But whatever, especially because Chanyol is enormous. But yes, and he looks whatever. extra big in the movie because the other actor that he's across from most of the time is a foot and a half shorter than him. <laughs> so he yes. looked really imposing. But again, his character does not speak and he looks like a kicked puppy like the whole time. <laughs> so the record executive, like outside of some tourist trap temple kind of place, sets up the refrigerator box and all of the things and Chanyol gets in the box and he plays like the Korean national anthem yeah. on an electric guitar. And he's so sweaty yes. in the box. But it's the like Jimi Hendrix playing the national <laughs> anthem at, at Woodstock moment. Like he rails on it and he's just getting sweatier and sweatier and sweatier. And then he fucking passes out in the box. And because the whole box goes and down. the whole box goes down. <laughs> And while he passes out, we get a flashback and also the only context for Chanyol's character that you yes. will ever get in the movie, which is him as a child remembering his father being very verbally and physically abusive toward his mother, screaming about how I should break him and his, and guitar, his guitar too. And then it is implied that baby Chanyol runs away while maybe his mom his was guitar. strangled in the street and yeah. then this child just like... It, just ran away hugging the maybe guitar. he ran away then and has been a street kid ever since. Will we ever know that for sure? No. No. 
but it's implied. Yeah. So then he wakes up in like a bedroom that's just absolutely covered in rock and roll posters, like a teenager's bedroom. In a bed that is a full <laughs> foot and a half too short for him. It was him. so small. <laughs> it was so small. <laughs> and we learn that it is this record exec's house or his mother's house because his mother is there cooking them breakfast. Yeah, so they have that very stereotypical drama breakfast with the like man child who still lives with his mom and the mom is really nice and the executives act I just wrote his name I know his he had a name but I just wrote Minsu Minsu I just wrote executive the whole time I wrote manager (laughs) but his mom is like that drama mom who's like very kind and she's like oh sorry I'm talking too much like he never has friends over Oh, please take care of him. Also, an interesting point of this movie, because I'm just curious how this girl signed on to this. While they're eating breakfast, a music video by a solo singer named Rothy is on the TV. And the manager's like, I signed her. Like, I started her career. Yeah, he uses that as a pitch when he initially tries to get Chanyeol to sign the contract. He's like, I am the woman. Like, don't you know who Rothy is? Like, I produced her. And then we see her music video while they're eating breakfast with his mom. And he says something about how, like, I have nothing to do with her or whatever. Like, I didn't do this. And he gets this. all huffy. And leaves the breakfast. And the mom's like, sorry. All his friends, like, all abandoned his singers to abandoned everyone him. abandoned him. Like, Please so we take feel care of my son. <laughs> yes. And he's like, okay. But I was surprised to find that Rothy is a real person and those were her real music. Like, I thought, I thought when it started, like, oh, is this a fictional K-pop star who's somehow going to get folded Embroiled. into this story? But no, it's a real person who was like, yeah, use my name in this movie. That's fine. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but so through, I wrote, trust is earned through music tape and sweet moms <laughs> because yes. when Chanyeol wakes up in the bedroom and sees that like this guy has gone to Glastonbury oh yes they make a big deal like, about Glastonbury oh I can trust him and his music tastes and then after the breakfast with his mom he basically agrees like win or lose we're gonna do these 10 shows so then they introduce a like storytelling device that takes us through the whole movie which is this cute cartoony map of Korea because I think the story starts in Jeonju, which is like on the west coast of South Korea. And they're gonna travel along the bottom to the east coast for the rest of the movie. And so they do this cute little map overlay to be like, look, they're driving in their car yeah. like to the next place. So they are at the beach somewhere and Chanyeol is like sadly shooting off Roman candles <laughs> into the ocean. And the guy comes up and is like, sign the contract. Here, have a drink with me. And Chanyeol says, I can't drink. So we assumed that we were going to get some like, oh, Alcoholism maybe his dad plot. was an alcoholic. And we're going to get more of this later. We were wrong. We were very wrong. Um, <laughs> but he, they basically like agree, like, okay, we'll do this dumb box thing together. Fine. Yeah. So they go to their first show. And the first show is at this little like dive bar, which only has one table of like very drunk patrons who are already there. And there's a guy playing guitar on the stage. And when he finishes, it's Chanyeol's turn to go up there in his fucking box And he goes up there and he sings my favorite song off of the soundtrack, which is called Without You. It is a cover. But because he is inside of the box, 
the drunk patrons like aren't into it. And without you is a sad song and it's like very beautiful, but Chandra doesn't even get to sing the whole thing. Right, because the somebody just like screams a note in the middle and it like stops him. Yes. And so then the drunk patrons start like joking that this box is a karaoke machine. They put and money they, in the And they like pretend they like and one of the women comes up and is like, four, three, one, six. I chose this. Song. I chose barefoot. Barefoot Youth. She keeps saying, play Barefoot Youth. And so, so he, he does. does. So he starts playing it, and the drunken patrons sing, and they have a great time doing this drunken karaoke. It was a, such a very funny scene. Funny. I really liked it's that It's so scene. funny, with like him in the box and them like playing karaoke. But the manager executive is very super upset. Mad. Yeah, he's, he's like, like so pissed. It that was glorified karaoke. And the manager of the bar that they did it at was like, the kid's really good. Like, you have a good thing going here. But the manager's like, like, he's not a karaoke machine. <laughs> he's an artist. And I'm an executive. Whatever. So he's not happy. So they go to their second show. Wait, hold on. I have I have some things. Oh, okay, between. go ahead. So before this scene, I, just a thing that the movie did a bunch of times. So before this scene with the karaoke thing, the manager, they cut to them at a restaurant and they show the food an overhead shot of mm. the beautiful soup and the manager is like we're in Jeonju they are famous for sprout bean sprout soup eat your bean sprout soup and Chanyeol like isn't eating he because he's so he's such a shy wounded puppy he like won't even yeah. eat his soup and then there was a cute scene right after that where Chanyeol was waiting in the car and we saw the manager make a million calls and he was like yeah He's pretty, he said he was pretty as a peach. Pretty as like, a peach. But he has to perform in a box and then people would kept hanging up on him or whatever. So that like set up, there's a food, there's a like, there's tour. a bit of they're a food really tour trying, of Korea. I think going they're on. trying to highlight the coastal cities and like the reason that they went to all of them and made a point to eat food in all of them, I think was really purposeful. So after this weird karaoke thing, we cut to the Chanyeol and the executive just sitting in the car and it's raining. And the executive starts making up a song mm. about the rain. And Chanyeol helps him finish the lyrics. And he's like, look, you just sang. You sang in front of me. You can sing in front of me. And then they do like a quick cut of a finished version of their rain song, which is on the soundtrack. Yes. And it's one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack. It's very beautiful and it never gets its full moment in the sun, ironically, uh, in the movie, but it is very beautiful. And Chanyo basically tells him like, this doesn't count. Like we're not really not singing right now. So then we cut on the map. We're now in Mokpo. And we cut to a white dude with dreads. Yes. Playing for a little busky crowd. And he has like, the looper machines and like he's doing all the and he's like, barefoot and he's gross and whatever but the crowd loves him so then he's like i'm gonna play a song with mr box they're calling yeah <laughs> john Real mr box because he's in a box and they do a version of happy by pharrell williams yes don't waste your time here's why clap along if you feel like you're only down a roof and at first, Chanyeol is just inside the box playing the guitar. And then the guy on the outside starts the first verse. And before he can take it away with the second verse, Chanyeol's voice cuts in and he starts singing. So it becomes a duet. And it keeps cutting to these shots like that 
I guess they're supposed to be from like Chanyol's eye, like point of view or whatever, because it's from inside the box, like looking out right. at the white so guy you get with the dreads. Tiny hole. So yeah, you see like through the <laughs> hole, and the guy with dreads is making the re- most ridiculous faces <laughs> toward the box, like oh my god, like he can't believe that there's a voice like coming, coming from the, the box. box. <laughs> whatever. Also, by the way, at this point, the box is literally just a cardboard box that says refrigerate. Like it is yeah, a refrigerator refrigerator on it. It's like a very ugly, it's a very ugly refrigerator box. And Um, it has a top on it, which I kept thinking like, if he's getting really sweaty in the box, why does the box have a top on it? It can just be four walls. We don't need the top, but whatever. Anyway. So then there was a funny moment after this little performance, this, uh, the white guy with dreads who I guess is like an actual semi-famous Busker, busker in Korea who's like lived there for nine years on the streets playing guitar or whatever they put him in this movie but when he was saying goodbye to Chanyol and the manager and being like thanks for the show I was like he's gonna go do namaste hands and he, and he did, did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did he's like goodbye with his Jeremy Piven prayer hands <laughs> like yes yes <laughs> And then we find out that the guy, that the, the rec- record exec manager paid this busker dude all of Chanyol's five, uh, karaoke money, which we learn is $500. $500 those drunk people stuffed in that box. So he, this record exec gave this barefoot busker 500 bucks to sing One a duet song. with Chanyol. And in exchange, they got the, the, the tip money or whatever. So they, so Chanyo like cheekily asks like, okay, what's for dinner? And so then we start like, whatever, we're going to travel along. And at this point, what you start to hear in the background music is, but this has been happening already, but what I only know it because I've heard the soundtrack so many times. And I, the soundtrack was the only thing I knew about this movie before going into it. And the background music or the score of the movie is what will eventually be Chanyol's original song, Break Your Box. And so, like, as as every show happens, you get a little bit more of the song. Yeah. And the song, like, it's the first time you hear the intro, it's, like, just a guitar. And the second time you hear it, it's, like, a guitar and drums. So it's, like, building a little bit, like, as to be his like confidence they're building is the song. building. Yeah, it's sure. a motif. Yeah, so before they leave Gwangju, we get our food food tour thing. of it's Korea moment. pancakes. They eat meat pancakes deliciously. Everybody's happy. Then we t- go on the map to a new city called Yeoju, and we're in like a really classy like so nice. jazz club, like fancy piano bar. The singer has like a sparkly dress, and, and she's, she's singing, singing summertime, summertime from Porgy mm-hmm. and Bess, a really old musical, but it's like a jazz standard. Yeah. And then the singer is sitting at a table with our main characters talking. She seems to know the manager. Mm-hmm. And now she's talking. We were like, is she blind? Because the actress was looking past everyone. Yeah, it looked like she was reading cue cards almost. She and is then, blind. Yes, the character <laughs> is blind. And so she becomes kind of a mentor for Chanyol in a way because... She's encouraging him basically to like close his eyes and shut out the world in order to try and like overcome his stage fright. Yeah. She's like, I want to help. So come tomorrow when the, when the club is closed Mm -hmm. and we'll work on this. Yeah. So he goes the next day and sings my funny Valentine. My funny Valentine. And 
does a beautiful job. It's an excellent rendition of the song. It's so beautiful. But I wrote in all caps, this box is fucking crazy. Because while we were watching him sing, like, it's truly so beautiful. I'm sure I'm playing a clip of it underneath it right now because I need y'all to hear this because he fucking slays it. But well, they, they we get the inside shots of Chanyeol in the box, my funny Valentine, and then they do the long sweeping shot of the room, of him, and there's and just, a just a cardboard box, box on the stage. stage. My and note it looked so crazy. And my note says the box is never not funny because it's so <laughs> funny. It's just like so ridiculous, and it is a box with holes cut in it. There's like holes at the top, and it just looks so dumb. Anyway, he does a great job, and he sings this song, and so she encourages him to sing a duet with her. She's like, close your eyes and imagine the whole world like spilled out in front of yeah. you. Like, I don't know. Because she, asks, she tries to help him and she asks him, she like engages him in a lot of conversation and talks to him about like, I mean, not a lot of conversation. He never says more he than one sentence at a time. But uh, basically she asks him questions of like, well, what about like when you sing alone? Like, what do you, how do you feel when you sing in front of people? And he's like, very afraid. How do you feel when you sing alone? And she's like, he's like, I'm very happy. And she's like, that's what you need to think about. Like, to share you need to those share feelings. your emotions. So she tells the manager to turn off the lights of the club. And so in the dark, they sing a duet version of What a Wonderful World, which is, yeah, yeah, which is another jazz standard. I see skies of blue in cloud of... And here is where we get another bit of musical magic because she's singing at the microphone and he's sitting at the piano playing in presumably pitch black because they have turned the lights out. And then we get, as he starts to feel comfortable in the song, with the lights come up and she and he are in these like beautiful white, like she's in a flowing white dress and he's in a white suit and they have like a whole orchestra and there's like water on the stage. And, and it's a little sound, soft that sound stage look yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. Singing in the rain or whatever, like old school musical, just big box. And there's water on the floor and they do a cute soft shoe and kick the water around. And it was like so musically and fun and I loved it so much. And I will say like, we could have gotten more actual footwork out of yeah, him. Yeah, they really took it torso up when he was kicking around in they the water. Really and I was did. like, I don't and like I this shot like, choice. You know what? He's not a dancer, but he dances, and he could have learned whatever choreography you had thrown at him. He's been an idol for fucking years. I know that's not his strong suit, but he can he can learn moves. We could have given him more of the benefit of the doubt in that scene. However, it was a nice musical. It was moment. enough that I wrote in all caps. He's so cute <laughs> with a million hearts. Something about I that mean, scene, we were just like, he was oh my very God, cute. He's so cute. He was very cute. Um, I do want to pause for just a moment because we haven't brought it up yet, and I meant to really early. But can we talk about Chanyeol's hair in this movie? Sure. Because it is in all of our listener reviews. Everyone brought up the hair. Yeah. Um, it's quite long. It is in the middle and it is like It's not parted in the middle. It's parted parted on the the side side. because he has a very dramatic swoop of bang over one of his eyes in a way that looks like a very dated Suho haircut. It is a haircut I'm sure most of the EXO members have had at one point because it was popular for like all boys. It looks like an anime boy haircut with the like dramatic swoop of bang. 
Yeah, but it's also like it's also kind a little of a, too long in the back. It's a little too long in the back, and it's also like almost. It's a honey brown. It's a color. little bit lighter than what his natural so he hair looks color definitely very is. tan. Oh my god, he's which so is fine. Tan. So tan in this movie, it but the haircut great. is a little weird. And when at the, probably around this point in the movie, I said like, do you think he's gonna get a movie star like haircut upgrade at some point in this movie because the hair was like just like unkempt enough mm-hmm. that it felt like a character choice. It was definitely <laughs> something he was hiding behind. Yes. And you know that for sure because of what happens in the last scene. And we'll get to that. Um, but yes, the hair is important and it's definitely a crutch of his for sure. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to uh, Chanyol and our blind singer friend and the exec and they're sitting at like a beach restaurant cheersing mm-hmm. to like a great day of work. At yeah, conquering the stage fright. Like, yeah. we did it. We did it. <laughs> it's great. Just close your eyes and you'll see a brand new world. And so then we're ready. We're ready for a performance. And it's like, yes, we're finally going to perform after all these confidence lessons. We're not going to use the box. So she gets up there and she introduces, like, I'm going to sing and I have a special guest with me today. He's going to join me. She also says that her name is Nana. And I was like, thanks for telling us what Mm. her name was. (laughs) Yeah, like 20 minutes into meeting her. Now we know her name. And so she starts singing again, What a Wonderful World. And I do have to admit, when she started singing the song again, I was like, really, we're going to hear the song again? But no, we're not. Because poor baby Chanyol on the piano behind her, sweating buckets. Oh, so sweaty, so sweaty. And he chokes. He can't do it. This part was terrible panic attack. Truly so painful. It was, I think the movie did a very good job of like heightening the tent. I found this to be very tense and very painful. I felt for him so bad. They like really kept on him trying to start the song again. Mm-hmm. Like it went on for so he tried, long and it shot <sighs> his hand like clenching and the sweat dripping and the gulping. And then finally he just bolts and he can't take it anymore. So he runs off the stage. He crashes into a waiter. Poor blind Nana is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then he runs out of the club, leaves that waiter behind and goes and Wails. Just has a pure sobbing, Wails. hysterical panic attack on a bridge. And it was so painful to watch. Like, Oscar for Chanyol, great work. Yeah, very It was, good. like, really fucking hard to watch. Like, he has a breakdown. Then we cut to him in the shower with his clothes on. If you didn't think he was having a hard enough time, he's in the shower with his clothes on. Cue the depression shower. He's having a hard time. But we also saw before it cut to the shower that the manager sees him having this panic attack on the bridge. He does not go up to Chanyol during this. Instead, he goes to Nana to talk to her about like, what the fuck am I going to do with this kid? He's so talented, but like, God, he's what a just mess. happened? And she gives a really great piece of advice while Chanyol's having his depression shower, to which she says, you don't overcome your wound. You learn to embrace it like a friend. And she tells the executive to just be there for him. So he goes back to the apartment, wherever they're staying, and brings a bunch of food and some alcohol and gets Chanyol to come out from underneath the yeah, blanket. Chanyol's like, I just want to quit. Like, I can't let you down anymore. And he's like, shut up and eat your ramen. Drink yeah. this soji with me. Like, I don't want to talk about this. And Chanyol drinks. He drank it with him. He drinks 
uh, one cup and the guy is like, oh, I thought you didn't drink. And he doesn't say anything. He just keeps eating. So he pours him another. Cut to 20 bottles on the <laughs> ground. Bottles all over the table. <laughs> Next morning. Uh, but we get now a montage, a right? A bonding montage. Yes. I loved this part so much. Now they're, now they're real friends. And so cue the montage, because now we're friends. So, and so they go on a cute little road trip. We're going to Gyeongju. And the first thing they see is like some cool spray paint kids. Mm -hmm. So they spray get paint. them to spray paint the box. Finally, we get something on this goddamn box. And then there was a fun part that made me laugh very hard, where uh, the manager is driving and Chanyol peels him a hard-boiled egg. And hands it to him with the softest. Oh my God! His oh my God! His face. Eyes. He was so so <laughs> sincere. I couldn't take it. If he ever looked at me with that face, I think I'd punch him. I know. Ah! <laughs> so he hands. Don't look at his face. It's so cute. So then he hands <laughs> the manager the egg, and he like eats it. And then Chanyol hands him a banana that isn't peeled and he just bites the peel and then they <laughs> laugh. And then Chanyol's asleep and he puts his finger in his nose and it's just like a montage of car pranks because they're yeah. friends Cause now. Because they're friends now. And we also get in this montage at least two different shows where Chanyol performs in the spray painted box. And these shows are not featured in the way that we actually see what he's singing. We just, it's part of the montage. So we, when we finally get to the next show, it's like the fourth one we've seen, but maybe the fifth or the sixth on the tour itself. And he's We're in, in a, Ulsan now. Mm -hmm. And he's in a little pagoda and he's singing Every Day With You. Which is an IU song. Mm -hmm. And things are going well. Like people are taking pictures in front of the box and they're liking it. Um, and it seems like we're doing well. We finally get him to really eat. He's eating really, he's like really eating food, which is good. But while he's actually eating the food, the manager like takes a call from his sweet mom mm -hmm. and it seems like the loan sharks are pestering the mom. Yes, and we hear the manager say like, mom, stop mm -hmm. crying, like it's fine. All my debt is paid up. Cut but <laughs> that seems to be a lie because then the manager has to sell his car, presumably to pay off these loan sharks who are harassing the mom. And that brings in a brief third member of the team a who brother. is this jolly friend who comes and gives them a ride to their next show. But actually, he seems to just be giving him a ride. Maybe they don't know where they're going because Chanyol has him pull over. He's like, stop, stop, stop the car. And he sees a sign for a country festival, which is a trot festival. Trot festival. They used country for the subtitles. subtitles but, but it's trot. And so then the fifth show we get to see is this trot festival where Chanyol sings a trot song. And it's not on the soundtrack, so we didn't know. And I'm offended that it's not on the soundtrack because this is fantastic. It is so good. It was a favorite moment of mine in the movie. <laughs> He's wearing a sparkly trot jacket and a even bow tie so and did his hair with a little Superman curl, even though he 
was in the box the whole time. And then the brother character also put on a glittery jacket and was just dancing outside yes. of the box. So while Chanyeol was singing and performing from inside the box, they had like a little a guy outside the box and the crowd fucking loved it. They were so hyped on it. Everybody had a good time. They all celebrate eating chicken, chicken afterwards. And, beer. and they have a great time. They did good today. They did good today. Then they're driving and the brother's asleep in the middle and it's like night and the manager is driving and Chanyol says to him like, so your box is your debt. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has a box and your box is your debt. And the manager's like, yeah, I feel like I don't, my debt is what made me who I am. Like I have all this stuff because I'm in debt and I don't know what I would be if I didn't have debt. And then Chanel looks out the window and thinks about the boxes that we all put ourselves Mm -hmm. in. And so this late night convo inspires him and he tells the manager in the car, I want to try singing without the box. So uh, we get a cutscene. We don't really know what happens to this brother dude, but we never see him again. He drops them off and they go by a motorcycle. Yeah, they go by a motorcycle. And Chanyo looks adorable in and his little hat. in his little helmet. His little face. Little cheekies. Cheekies twitched. So cute. Then they get on the motorcycle. And here we get to a very strange part of the movie that left a bad taste yeah, the, the in worst my part of the movie i think we are introduced to this caravan of people who seem to be living a romani lifestyle traveler lifestyle traveling your travel is the they're playing spanish like flamenco guitar and, and they're wearing tambourines. and they're like having tambourines <laughs> and the women are wearing like shawls and long skirts and they're dancing around a fire and there's like guys in bolo ties and shit and the and manager was, is like these are gypsy people and they're free and i was yeah. like oh and you're no. like no and literally as as we walked into this caravan we said out loud like what is this mildly offensive gypsy nonsense and then the manager said the word gypsy <laughs> in the dialogue yeah. and we were like no <laughs> so anyway this happens they're here we it don't really know fine. why they're there all of a sudden the manager gets pissed and is we like i'm like, breaking up with you and it was like one minute we're drinking wine around the fire and the next minute fuck you chanyol i'm burning this contract and he throws the contract in the fire and, and chanyol is like, like is this what? what you did to rafi yeah and like the manager leaves them. blah and so, so chanyol, chanyol chugging wine and then we were it. like there's 17 minutes left in the movie oh my god is this gonna end with him and like Drunken I, squalor. Oh, like, I was is this envisioning a drunken motorcycle crash, like ready for tragedy. But no, his bender turns into him lying on the roof of some gypsy building? van. And well, I guess it was a camper, right? Because okay. they didn't have real buildings. So he's like lying on the roof of the camper, playing the guitar. And then other people that are below the camper, still dancing around their little campfires, join they in. All, they're all looking at him and like playing the and song. like Yeah, like, and so they like moment. start playing. And he like stands up on top of the camper and like looks out at all of them. And he just screams. 
screams into the night. But before he, before the primal scream, we got a long montage of first all of his trauma memories. His oh, dad yes. beating him. I forgot. Passing out at the thing. We got a trauma montage of yeah. trauma. And then it started to fade into like the times he was happy singing. And oh, he likes singing. Yeah. So then he screams. And then he plays, plays the guitar. And they're all like playing this classical Spanish guitar yeah. riff. And then yeah. everyone cheers. And they're like, you did it. And then the manager is like, that was a test. Yeah, and I he's gotcha. there in the crowd and he gives a <laughs> thumbs up and he's like, good for you. So now we start traveling without the box. They've gotten they've, rid of the box. They burned it at the camp and they are done with the box. So now we get a little montage where Chanyo learns that songwriting is hard. He's stressfully writing a song <laughs> and it's really stressful. But we have maybe 10 minutes left in this movie. So we know something's got to give. So finally, we have our first performance outside the box. Chanyo is busking at a beach and he has sunglasses that he got from Nana to help remember what he loves about singing. And this is where we get another incredibly beautiful musical moment. Yeah. Chanyol is doing a cover of Sky Full of Stars, which I think is a cold play song. song, yeah. Cause your sky, cause your sky full of stars. And he's singing it on the beach with just his guitar. And then it cuts to a band made of four Chanyols. Yes, four where he Chanyols, is playing a piano Chanyol. The piano. He's playing the guitar. <laughs> he's playing the drums. And he's singing. And then as we pan out, it's not just a band of four chanyols. It's a band of four chanyols and 20 different drummers. 20 drummers, full kits, all full just laid kits. out. And it is fucking epic. It was really it cool. It was so cool. And I bet you that that is maybe the most fun chanyol has ever had at work. Yeah. I think that that was just like, it was a highlight of his movie. It was a highlight of this movie and perhaps a highlight of his life, I would say. I would agree. To be able to do this fucking song because he is like the lead drummer in the background and he's got this like whole band of drummers in front of him and he's like pointing to one side of the drums and, and they, they do one section and then he points to the other side of the drums and they do another section and then he's like, yes, yes. And he's leading the crowd and he's having such a great time and it was awesome. It was good. It was a great moment. Great moment in the movie. Then we cut to back to the beach. He's still alone. Like he takes his sunglasses off like he did it. <sighs> then Success. We, then we cut to a slow-mo shadow montage mm -hmm. of Chanyol and the manager walking down a hallway. Chanyol's hair is pushed back. We can see in the silhouette. He is wearing a fitted suit like he has a guitar slung over his back, walking slow down the hallway. He walks into an empty auditorium and there's a single person sitting in the middle and he's like, what's your name? Like, so it's an audition. And he's like, I'm Ji Hoon. And he's like, what are you gonna be singing? And he says, break the box. And the guy's like, did you write that yourself? And he says, yes. With a friend. With my friend. Yes, that's important. He wrote it with mm. his friend. With his friend. And then he takes his hand up to strum a note. He looks wow. right at the camera <laughs> and he smiles. Credits! Credits! And they play the final original song, Break Your Box, over the credits. We don't we even, didn't even get, get a final to see moment. him do it. 
We don't even get to see him do it. No. That was surprising to I me. Was surprised I, I am surprised that we don't actually get it. And that we didn't get an actual show, right? Like the final moment of him, you know, embracing his fear and performing without this box. There were still only like six people there. It was like yeah. one guy. <laughs> it was an audition and like a oh, close final, thing. Final oh, sure. One. At the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. But I mean, like when he's finally playing his original song, like this is his moment. He's got his hair pushed back. He's not hiding behind anything, boxes or hairs. And we don't even get to see it. Yeah, we didn't get to see that it. That was an interesting choice. Although I did love the little like cheeky smile at the very end. It was at I least nice that it ended on a smile because yeah. it's not unheard of for a Korean movie to just like end, end in tragedy. In like... <laughs> In, in intrigue or like I don't really know what happened mm-hmm. and this movie just ended but the the smile at least led us to know like this person has conquered his fear and like he's gonna be okay now mm-hmm. and I guess we can assume that by the guy selling his car his debts are taken care of we don't really know do we ever learn what happened with his with Chanyeol's family no. no do we ever learn anything about him at all no, no. But it's fine. It was a good romp. And it's great music. Yeah, it was good music. I really like all of the songs are were nice choices. And I feel like they did enough to make a musical moment out of a few of them to really go for it. But when it started and the Uber driver started singing like bad guy, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like musical. Yeah. Let's go. I do wish it was a little bit more of that. Where, of someone where just people were just singing. Not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's as a way to move the plot forward as opposed to just we are performing and that is why we are singing. Yeah, that is always like an interesting rub when the musical is about performance like yes. when do you do the song as a character yelling at their boyfriend and when do you do it as a song on a stage mm-hmm. and this one was much more song on a stage than it was or like i think it could have been fun if like maybe maybe when if, like if sean Yul, when he was having his depression sa- shower if he had sang a song if he had like, been singing been a sad fun. song yeah that would have been great i i definitely i mean i love musicals so i definitely would have loved more of those like natural musical, musical moments of like where it's not where in the context of the world, the person is not necessarily singing a song, but in the context of the show, the song is being sung. You know what I mean? For narrative purposes. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I went in with zero expectations and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Like my only problems with it were like problematic uh, portrayal of traveler culture and just like a lack of backstory. But we were talking before we started recording about how I think Korean movies as a whole do not have the same amount of backstory or exposition that you would mm-hmm. expect in a Western movie, which I don't hate because I nothing drives me crazier than in a movie where like someone just appears to be like, general exposition here and I'm going to talk for two minutes about what's going on here. I'm going to lay out the scene, the details you need to know. And then you're never going to see me again. Like that's not very fun. But I think Korean movies as a whole generally just sort of drop you somewhere and anything that you're supposed to know about the characters, you have to infer yourself Mm -hmm. from context clues because they don't as a rule, just like spell shit out. Yeah. 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 But it also, like, I guess, like, in the sake of this movie, you just, like, I don't know, if you don't have to explain who people are, you can just move through it. Like, it's, we got enough. Like, 
I think it was implied that probably Chanyeol had no family or no, like, he probably didn't need his valet job enough that he could leave it for this little adventure. Yeah, like, there's one line at the very beginning when the guy, when the manager or executive is trying to convince Chanyeol to go on this tour with him, where he says something about like, do you really want to be in like be in this box forever? Like you don't, you just want to like be this valet. And Chanyeol says money isn't a problem. Like money isn't an issue for me. So we don't know why that is. Yeah, because they don't live and like they are on the road. Yeah. For the we whole never movie. see Chanyeol's. We home. don't know where he lives. We know nothing about Chanyeol's life. Does he have friends? Did he go to school? We don't know. We don't know. We truly don't. Mm. No. Does he have a last name? Is his name solely Jihoon? We don't know. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but that's what we thought of the movie. And we asked you, the listeners, if you wanted to watch the movie ahead of time and send reviews to us, that you could do so. Um, so first, I'm going to start with a review from our listener, Ava, in the Netherlands. Um, and she sent two different voice memos, and I'm going to play the one from after she finished the movie. The first one was general anxiety about watching <laughs> a Chanyeol thing because it's Chanyeol. Sure. Understandable. But here's, but here's Ava's afterthoughts. Okay, I'm back. I just finished the movie, and oh my god, Chanyeol is so great. He's so tall and gorgeous, and he can do everything. He can sing, he can play guitar, he can play the drums. And let me tell you, he can act. That was not Chanyeol on the screen. That was a sweet, innocent, scared little boy. And that's not Chanyeol. Chanyeol is stupid in real life. That's not... He was something else there. And oh my god. He's perfect. Like, I may or may not have cried a few too many times. <laughs> As soon as he started to sing. I even cried with the end and scream. With the ending credits, I mean, it's so good. Right, the movie. Um, the movie, that's the whole purpose. I did not like the movie. I'm sorry. Um, it was weird. It was happening very fast, like scene to scene. Uh, without, like, these two, they just... I'm not even sure what happened. They just met each other. They just... Went on this trip, and you, you, they, you, sh they were there was this map shown, them traveling places to places, and I didn't even understood where they were going. Like, was it explained? I'm not sure. And they just trusted each other. There wasn't a meaningful conversation between them. And I mean, they both had backstories. They both had issues, and it was never explained. And it was so weird. The whole movie was so weird. And um, maybe I just didn't pay attention. Because as soon as Chanya was in the screen, I just zoned out. But holy shit. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm, I'm still gonna watch it a few couple of times. And I still oh it it's better that I did not watch it in theater for the first time. Because I screamed at a, at, I screamed a couple of times. It was embarrassing. I'm a little bit full of adrenaline right now, so I'm sorry. But you asked for this. You made me watch this on a Monday evening. You did this. So, yeah, I'm very curious <laughs> to hear what you think about the movie. And, um, I mean, how, is what was it? Rain and Helica was your favorite song. Is it still... Because they didn't really play it in the movie. And as soon as A Sky Full of Stars started near the end, I cried. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, I'm curious about your opinions. 
Daniel's the best. I love him. I miss him. Daniel, I love you. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Well, we're very sorry that you didn't like it that much. She did send a follow-up email to be like, it wasn't that bad. I liked it. It was fine. Um, <laughs> actually, there's ratings. Let's see. Ava's ratings for the, for the second viewing thought about it said, movie, 6 out of 10. Soundtrack, 11 out of 10. Chanyol's hair, 4.5 out of 10. <laughs> Chanyol overall, a billion out of 10. On, I, great. I love it. I don't hate those rankings at all. And honestly, you made some great points in your in your voicemail. Like, yes, there's no explanation of like what the fuck is happening with these characters or what their lives were like ahead of time. We just don't know. She did ask you specifically, though, did your favorite song change between listening to the soundtrack and watching the movie? Oh, mm. I don't know because yeah, it's raining was one of my favorite songs off of the soundtrack. I think it was my initial favorite and it is, a, it, that's the song that they come up with like in the car, uh, in, yeah, in the in car, the car. Yeah. and you never hear the full song in the, sh in the movie. Um, I don't know if it really changed. I mean, I loved that trot moment that we don't yeah. actually get on the, the soundtrack. soundtrack. But other than that, I think my favorite song was, well, and my favorite song off of the soundtrack, Without You, he doesn't get to sing the whole thing because the drunk people t cut him off. Right. So I don't know. If I was choosing based solely off of the movie, like if I'd never heard the soundtrack and I just was choosing a favorite song from the movie, I would definitely choose the Trot song, but it's not on the soundtrack, so it's not my favorite off the soundtrack. Fair enough. I think if I had to pick a song like strictly from the movie... I think it's a tie between Wonderful World and Sky Full of Stars because those mm. were like the biggest, those were the biggest moments of yeah. the musical. But I do think that like some of the like really beautiful raspy falsetto runs that he makes in My Funny Valentine are excellent. <sighs> Listen, the way that he says you're my favorite work of art is criminal. That's all I have to say about that. But I will also say that I love, love his version of Bad Guy. And I really like the way that they did it in the movie. I thought that was really cool. That was a great introduction to that character. Yes. Um, here are some more thoughts that were sent to us from Susie. Susie sent like a watch along um, commentary. commentary for like every moment. But at the end, she wrote, I was a bit confused about whether this was meant to be funny because of the dark <laughs> trauma scenes. Also didn't love his hair. But overall, lots of very pleasant, pretty shots and nice guitar playing. There were so lovely many looking movie. Beautiful scenic shots. Like really gave a great impression of Korean countryside, I think. Yeah. Wanna go to the Korean coast? Like they really like yeah. they really sell it. The cinematography cinematography was very, very nice. Um, okay, I have another email. This is from Amy. And Amy separated her thoughts into good, bad, and ugly. Great. So the good. Chanyol does decent acting job. He does. He has good chemistry with the co-star, and it was nice to hear his singing voice front and center. His Agreed. His expressions reminded me of the character Jang Gae-yul in Hospital Playlist. I haven't watched Hospital Playlist, that. but I know there's a new season out, so maybe I need to get on that. 
the bad. The storyline is very sparse. There's almost no backstory True. and the res resolution felt rushed and hand wavy. It is important to note that this movie is a tight, tight 90, 90 minutes. Tight. <laughs> and then importantly, the ugly. Um, what in the hell is going on with the cosplaying and romanticizing of Romani people? In particular, how the film taps into the stereotype of them being, quote, free as a way for Jihoon to heal? That whole section made me cringe. Sure, talking it out with a doctor isn't sexy as having a magical musical therapy session at a hippie camp out, but his trauma and healing storyline could have been handled better. Agreed. 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 Um, she, but she said, I felt like this was worth my $4 and 90 minutes and I would have happily watched a longer film if there had been more substance. P.S. Chanyol has great hands. A++ for the shots of the hands. He does have really nice hands. Such long fingers and always very clean fingernails. Yeah, and his character like wore lots of jewelry and had his tattoos out too so. yes Chanyeol got to keep his tattoos so the little monkey gets shown a couple times um but otherwise he wears a lot of long sleeves yeah mostly just like long sleeves and plaid um yeah he his character has too many guitars which like bothered yes, me they only ever show him carrying one guitar case but he has one guitar that has like decals on it which he plays for most of his shows he also has a bright blue electric guitar that the manager just like pulls out of his ass whenever yeah, it's convenient he just, like, has it and then when they were at the the travelers camp they had he had some other like classical, classical guitar Spanish, like where like, did you get that guitar, guitar from you're riding a motorcycle where are you packing all of these guitars? We don't know. I don't know. A lot but of the, unanswered questions. A lot of unanswered questions. But I did write down that his guitar case does have a very pretty um, painted floral pattern on it. It did. It was nice. It did. Um, but overall, I would say good movie. Yeah. Nice, decent, seven out of ten. 7 out of 10 seems really 7 fair. out of 10. I think 7 out of 10 is very fair because it was lacking in a few parts and it had a little bit of offensiveness. But overall, like the fact that it didn't have a crazy twist and that everybody wasn't dead at the end or like, I don't know. Yes. Like, like anything could have happened in this movie. Yeah. So it's good that it didn't. We didn't get a super dark ending and we love that. Yeah, I do love mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So um, if you listen to this and still and didn't want to wa didn't watch the box, but now you do watch it. It was a good time. We enjoyed it. And check out the soundtrack at the very least. It's available everywhere. The box OST. Um, there's some really nice covers from Chanyeol and the assorted other characters in the movie. Yeah. And you get full versions of all the songs um, that you don't necessarily get full versions of in the movie, with the exception of the beautiful trap song that we were robbed of. I know. That's a, that's definitely a mark. <sighs> Add that to the list of things to complain to Chanyeol <laughs> about when I finally meet him. Yep. He's going <laughs> to get an earful. <laughs> all right. And with that, we will be right back with our random game. All right, we are back. And this week, we got a second-gen boy group that you might know called M Black. M Black. We know them best, at least I know them best, as Rain's group, the group that he produced under J-Tune Camp. 
They debuted in 2009 and have maybe unofficially disbanded since then, but nothing official has happened. Yes, and M Black, M-B-L-A-Q, stands for Music Boys Live in Absolute Quality. Yes, I remember us learning that and having a great laugh and also not knowing if it meant live or live. Yeah, But either way, what an acronym. Yeah, so M Black debuted at a Rain concert. Which mm-hmm. makes sense. Sure. Legend of Rainism. And they were originally a five-member group. Um, they are Sungho Thunder, who we know as uh, To Anyone Dara's brother. June Mir and G.O. Yep. Um, and M. Black had moderate success as a second-gen boy group. Um, when they first debuted, people were like, this is the new TVXQ. So they like big praise. Yeah. Had big praise coming in. And it seemed like 2011, 2012 were probably M black's biggest years. They were incredibly popular in Japan in particular. And there was even a moment where their, uh, I think first album had to be, had to have extra copies printed because they were so in demand. They were so popular. But in 2014, members June and Thunder decided to go their separate ways to focus on individual activities because, according to this Wikipedia, it seems like as individual members, M. Black got did a lot of work, like mm. as individual people. Um, and they did release one EP in 2015 as three people. It was called Mirror, but they have not done anything in the last six years as M Black. So we could assume that they that are they're done, but you know, yeah. second gen reunions are really popular right now. So like if they have a song that JJ clings on to, we might get M Black, <laughs> M Black back. You never know. You never know. Um, so their most popular music video at the moment is for a song called Smokey Girl, which I want to find out what year that was from. Uh, their discography's on a different page. Discography? Here we go, here we go. Smokey Girl, what year did you come out? 2013. All right. And it has 11 million views, and it looks like it's black and white. Ooh. Oh, we'll see. All right. It's time to check out M Black Smokey Girl. If you want to watch along, press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we've got black and white member looking at himself in the mirror, putting on a nice suit. Yeah, it's like they're in a closet. There's like sunglasses and like jackets. And like oversized chess pieces. And fedoras. (laughs) (laughs) The Dorama put on those rain glasses. Oof. All right. Okay, so this... I don't know, walk-in closet is also going to be their dance This stage. is where the music video takes place. <gasps> Ooh, a, a lady. The smoky girl. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, oh my so gosh, they're actually rolls. touching. No manor hands. Not for rain. There's real rain energy here. Oh, for sure. Ooh, pink hair is the only color. Ooh, smooth foot glides. 
Oh wow, this member with the pink hair is the only person. Oh, oh, we got here a quick we go. flash to a club, white suits, P Diddy party. Oh wow. Ooh. Okay, so we're really focusing on the dance here. Yeah, honestly, they're truly shadowing all of these dudes' faces. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can't see them very well. They're yeah. all just, like, shadows. Or wearing huge sunglasses. <laughs> but I guess this is 2013, so they've already been around. I guess people already know what their faces look like. Yeah. These sunglasses are really large, though. Song is sketchy. Yeah. Oh, his little lapels are colored as well. They're red. This fedora is very silly. Ah, uh, they always are. I do like this smooth footwork yeah. thing though. It's pretty fun. Like the, it's like hands in your pockets, like cool gliding, Usher gliding mm. right now. Oh, white girl. <gasps> Broken glass. Oh, the sprinklers sprinkler. in the club. <gasps> black oh. light paint. Oh damn. Okay, the sprinklers have rained down black light paint on this white party, and so now our white suits are covered in paint. Oh, this guy frozen. has glasses and a chain. <gasps> Whoa, Whoa, damn, ladies. Okay. The backup dancers are doing really acrobatic. Well, he has a ponytail. Oh, the body rolls. Mm, okay, now we're getting a more diverse outfits here. We've got still basic suit shapes, but with some wilder patterns. Oh, oh, shiny jacket. Oh, my oh God. no, the yes, paint I have a splattered paint fedora. fedora. <laughs> it was 2013. I guess that was the look. Ooh, I love this hands in pockets, feet glides. It's really hand in fun. pocket choreo is always good. Because it's just like, oh, I don't even fucking care. Yeah. All right. Oh, smoky girl. Oh, legs. Legs for days. Oh, it's girl. this white girl. What are you doing in the club? She's tossing her hair. What? It ends on a shot of her? Yeah, it doesn't even end with her? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. my God. That's really funny. Well, M Black. That was a taste of M Black. An important second gen boy group. Indeed. All right, it's time for weekly recommendations. Woohoo! I feel like my recommendation is broad in that I just think the Astro comeback needs all the attention. Mm. All my attention! <laughs> Astro came back yesterday to me. It was yesterday with an album that's called Switch On. Yeah. Yes, Switch On is the name of the album and the main single is called After Midnight and it is a beautiful disco song and it's so happy and bright and colorful and I've missed happy, bright, colorful Astros so much. Uh, yes, they are 
fun, cute Astro is my favorite version of Astro. And they had some, you know, dark Astro comebacks in the last couple years. And they just weren't, they just weren't with style. There were things I liked about them, but they never really grabbed me the way that Astro first did. And this feels like a, a callback to the original theme of Astro that yeah. pulled me in. I totally agree. And yeah, the album or the EP, whatever it is, six songs or whatever, no skips. It's like half ballads, half fun songs. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's the vibe. It's the vibe of Astro that I fell in love with. And I do feel like the last couple of years, Fantasio has been trying to just like, I don't know, fit them into whatever the new fourth gen boy group sex harness. Yeah noise music like whatever's cool right now i feel like they were trying to make astro do that and not that they didn't pull it off but it's not what i like astro for Mm -hmm. so it was just very nice to be reminded of like yeah this is the astro that i love yes as a as personally my aroha taste is more on this spectrum of astro for sure for sure let me think if there's something else I'd like to recommend. I feel like I'm trying, oh, it's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah. And I feel like in that time, what has happened? Um, I learned an SF9. Ooh. His name is Taeyong. Cool. Uh, he wears a lot of crap tops in those recent comeback. Uh, that. If you have not heard SF9's new song, Teardrop, I highly suggest you watch literally any of the shows because the outfits are wild, mm-hmm. truly wild. Um, I don't know. This hasn't dropped yet. It's out in a couple of days, but I've been thinking about it nonstop since the teaser came out, which is Sunmi's You Can't Sit With Us. Her teaser is her and three, two other girls in an old school, like video rental (laughs) shop and they get attacked by zombies. And then she shoots those motherfuckers in the face. With glitter guns. With bright pink guns. (laughs) And she's in her little schoolgirl outfit and she looks great and i love sunmi so much tail was everything to me everything mm-hmm. so i'm really excited for this one like and it, we're finally getting not just a single tail came with a b-side but it was just a single this is an actual ep Ooh, we're gonna boy. get six tracks and it comes out i believe on the six so that is what i am most excited for that at the sounds, moment. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. I'm very excited to have Sonmi back. Um, yeah, and this looks like really fun. Just really fun, cheeky. What Sonmi does best. stuff. And, yeah. you know, it is it is hard for me as an old. My husband and I were just talking about this. Like, now that I am at the point where my childhood is kitschy nostalgia now mm, yeah and it's an interesting thing to try to deal with but i feel like somebody's gonna pull it off very well but yeah all of this like clueless aesthetic or, or like all of the things that were like cool when i was in middle school being like revived as like vintage adorable i'm like oh i'm so old oh my gosh i but know it's fun did you watch somi's new music video dumb i haven't watched it but i yeah i haven't watched it but i saw the like teaser images and i was like oh no i'm ancient yeah i was <laughs> a little well when i first saw the teaser images i was like this looks a lot like what somi's doing like mm, what is happening here like these are coming out like so soon together like why are these stylings so similar but Somi's is much more of like a mean girls aesthetic which is where you can't sit with us comes from, from yeah but 
based on Sunmi's trailer, she's obviously going for like a horror movie vibe and more of like a scream aesthetic, I think. And Somi's is for sure Mean Girls vibes. Um, but the, the song is a little Frankenstein-y in okay. my opinion. I haven't heard it yet. Um, but, but it is, the two separate parts are very catchy. Do I like it together? <laughs> not mm, sure. Not convinced. But she's beautiful. She sure is. Yeah. She sure is. Um, well, cool. So there's that. And I'm also just putting it out there, excited about the Red Velvet comeback. I'm very excited that, like, Red Velvet is really coming back and coming back with a real album and, like, this retrospective teaser theme is really interesting. And, like, we were talking today in our group chat about the different SM universes Mm -hmm. and how, like, it seems that, like, EXO and NCT and ESPA are in Kwangya. Sure. And that shiny and red velvet are in the fake reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. like weird kitschy Americana old fake reality. And I think it's really cool. <laughs> yes. I mean, we love shiny red velvet of in any, any, any iteration. Like anyway. we love these combinations. Um, so it is very fun to see the, the sort of aesthetic stylings uh, have some seemingly, some seemingly perhaps crossovers. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, um, that's all for today. And you can find us all over the internet at AMA K-pop pod, um, AMA K-pop pod at gmail.com. If you want to send an email like people did today to send in their reviews, we can take voicemails at one eight one AMA K-pop five. We can take letters and snail mail at PO box two, six, zero nine, six, Los Angeles, California, nine, zero, zero, two, six. We also have a Patreon where if you would like to financially donate to the show, we will reward you in extra content. Patreon.com slash AMAKpoppod. Um, ooh, another plug just to throw it out there. Um, on the Pain Points podcast feed, you can listen to our interview from the K-pop uh, Social Night podcast festival that we had a couple of weekends ago. It's a cute little interview. We answer questions like what K-pop song we think the other is and or, which idol we'd want to spend a mental health day with. Yes, I loved those fun questions. And you also can hear Angelica find out that Shoni wasn't listening on the air. So there's a fun moment. What a heartbreak moment that it was. It really was a moment. Oh, um, Shonyu. But thank you to our bestest fan, Megan and her coworkers for interviewing us on their podcast if you want to check that out. Um, But that is it for this week. And until then, (laughs) we will see you guys another time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration.